0: Welcome to the Steve Travalee Show on Demand. Don't forget to follow this
1: show so you never miss a
2: minute. In Jersey, the streets of Union City to your
3: nighttime radio. Steve Travalee keeps you in the Jersey no from seven till eleven, live local and live. Steve. Tra-
4: Weekday night Steve's loud The Golden Light
5: welcome to Monday night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelis, you and me till 11 o'clock tonight, talking all things Jersey, trying to stay dry because that's what we've been trying to do for the last three days. I uh, want to wish the Heightstown Junior Varsity football team congratulations. Uh, they beat West windsor Plainsboro 27 to nothing. My son Albert is the quarterback. My son Lennon is the tight end, and there were so many other great kids on that team, and they had a good day today. And there was Dad in the freezing cold and the pouring rain in the torrential downpours. I felt like uh, this is the way Steve Sable started. Only uh, my, my ending isn't going to be like his uh, NFL films and all that stuff. But uh, but what a good day. i tell you, those kids, you got to give them a lot of credit to stay out there in the pouring rain. And the heavier it got, the harder they played. And both teams did, did a great job. So, uh, coming Wednesday, we're going to have Matt Bastardi in here. Matt is a, a Jersey quarterback whisperer. A guru, if you will. He uh, trains high school athletes, and we're going to talk about high school football. So keep that open if you have any questions or anything about coaching. It's going to be on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, but for today, you know, uh, this is one of those deals where I was going to move it to the 10 o'clock hour, figuring, you, you know what, I'll just burn this at 10 o'clock. Uh, and I don't mean burn this at 10 o'clock because each audience is different, you know. And this is something that. So many people, you know, that should really be at the forefront, and so many people have said it should be at the forefront, and then we keep shoving it to the back burner. And I thought to myself, looks well, kind of like uh, a metaphor that if I do this tonight, then I really should start with this. And there's a group uh, which is growing a lot of, um, getting a lot of traction with the idea that every adult younger than 65 should be screened for symptoms of anxiety. Uh, these are new recommendations Dino Flamia wrote the story at nj1015.com uh, When I want good ideas I find what Dino Flamier writes Because he's good with this stuff uh, According to new recommendations From Health Guidelines uh group and among those that agree is care plus nj and that's a mental and addiction treatment based group in bergen county and kevin mirror is going to call in a little while he's the uh ceo founder of city of angels city of angels whether or not you have insurance if you need help dealing with addiction you go to city of angels org, and they've got their uh the big fundraiser this friday night and uh they'll help you out with this but uh you know uh Installation night, the gala Friday night. But we've had topics uh, such as, you know, suicide. You know, we've talked about uh, depression. We've talked about addiction. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, what causes these things and anxiety. You know, there's a lot of anxiety that comes with just living in New Jersey. We've done the hours of, you know, what's so great about the Garden State. You know, I've got blogs about how what makes you happy living in New Jersey. And we did that last week. What makes you anxious living in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. The advocate suggests, according to Dean's article, uh, Dino's article, such a move could uncover diagnosis of anxiety in many individuals who've been battling with mental health condition for years and couldn't really put a name Onto what they're dealing with. And it could also lead to more severe symptoms. So what would it take? And I think like what I like about this idea is that if you were to screen people, we screen people for everything today. But if you were able to screen people for anxiety, at least anxiety and anxiety issues, mental health would be on people's radar. That, you know, you're sitting there going, why am I feeling this way? Should I be feeling this way? I'm not supposed to feel this way. Or you keep suppressing the feeling. You know, how could I I feel this way? I should be happy. Why am I not happy? And you start taking it out on people. You start blaming things that have nothing to do with the root cause of what you're going through. And maybe if you were to be screened for anxiety, you come up fine, you're fine. Okay, not you. But there are people who, you know, we've got stories of people right in this very building who uh, contemplated suicide and didn't understand what they were dealing with or why it was happening. Anxiety tests could screen that. Anxiety tests could put that on the radar and just kind of say, look, man, this this could be what's going on. And part of the problem, 50% of the solution, is understanding the problem. So maybe if people, you know, hey man, you you, you have anxi- you, You've tested for anxiety. All right, now I can put a, now I can put a name to it. Now I understand what's going on. Now I can get help. Now I can talk to somebody. Now I can do something. One 1015 one zero one point five. Two questions: Should we be testing people in New Jersey, screening people for anxiety? And two, what makes you anxious? Living in New Jersey. This is not an easy state to make it in. You know, Sinatra sings in New York, if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. Try making it in New Jersey. I know you do. I know you are. How are you doing it? How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. I put up a Twitter poll, and then we're going to tweet that out. And it's a, it's a very simple Question if we screen people for anxiety, uh, and again, I don't know you know, what that would take. We screen people for so many other things, but if we did it now, those that can't understand why they're feeling the way they're feeling would have a better understanding. I saw an episode of new Amsterdam. It's their last season. You want to talk about, Oh my God, uh, the, probably the most woke show on the planet. Despite that, I still kind of like it, but, um, there was an article, there was an episode, in the episode, the doctor, played by Ryan Eggle, Dr. Max Goodwin, uh, is trying to save the hospital, like millions, and he's doing it by giving people $20 a clip, and one of the arguments was if this old woman were able to get a bus pass, she wouldn't have to go to the hospital for all the asthma attacks because she'd be able to ride the bus. She's like, we spend $20 now, and we save all this money we're going to spend on her in health care. And it made sense on television, but, of course, television is not reality. Unless, of course, you're talking about Survivor, right? But I'm thinking about, like, you know, if people understood anxiety, then how much addiction could be saved? How much suicide, you know, how many things, depression, that could be saved in money, in healthcare dollars? How much money could be saved in just, you know, Understanding why you are the way you are and being able to get help. How much could it be, money could be made by helping those people? Eric is on the parkway. You know what, Eric? I want you, I want to give you more time. I got some calls coming in. I want to get your thoughts on this. 1-800-283-101.5. Two questions. One, should we be screening people for anxiety in New Jersey? Everyone under 65, which is what they're recommending. And two, what makes you anxious? Living in New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelisse. The mats will make a lot of people anxious, but that's a different topic. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. You buy Guaranteed Service for a limited time. Guaranteed Service will tune up your heating system for only $77 and guarantee no breakdowns for the entire winter or the repair is free. Call 1-800-GUARANTEED or visit GuaranteedService.com. I one right, 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, it's being recommended that uh, anxiety screenings for all adults under 65. New Jersey Group is praising the new recommendation. How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. Eric is on the parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Eric.
6: Hello,
5: Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing?
7: All right, all right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, anybody under 65, if they really believe they may have anxiety... I think it's a great option for them to get screened. Uh, it may help a lot of people, you know. Sure. But uh, I, I myself, uh, over 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with it. And uh, before it was actually legal here in New Jersey, I started using marijuana as a right. certification. Uh, but not to overuse it. Only at times when I know it may be triggered, like being around a lot of people, um, being a scenario like a Java interview. Right. Uh, things like that. They're just just a very, very little, little bits of it. And it's not in day. It's a whole different experience. Uh, to those people that may have anxiety, the, the part is those people are mostly uncomfortable most of the time. Right. Like they're around um, a lot of people or um, environments to now, you know, sing so in a way. But uh,
5: uh, who doesn't want to be comfortable, right? Well let me ask you this when you got screened like when you, how, how did the how did the process work what did they do
7: uh, just a lot of questions they uh they recommended some medication right i i was, I was not uh, i was very anti uh, uh, what is it called? Adderall, and I, I didn't want to go down that path
5: right so like they asked you a lot of questions they determined that you know you were suffering from anxiety yeah and that was then. You were able to understand what was going on and do something about it.
7: Well, it, it, exactly. I mean, from before that time, you know, you start questioning yourself: well, Why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Why, why? Why am I the only one not not comfortable, not having a good time
3: mm-hmm.
7: when you're not around people that you know? It's uh, it, it may trigger
5: different things. May trigger different. How are you doing now? Uh, you know,
7: it's a it's a fighting battle, but it. it it helps. It helps being aware of what you have and and prior to you going to uh, exposing yourself to a possible a panic attack, mm-hmm. uh, do a little bit of, you know, smoke a little bit and it really helps a lot.
5: Ounce of prevention. You know, now you understand what's going on and you're able to deal with it. Eric, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Greg is in Brick. What's up, Greg? Hey, Steve. Steve, nice evening if you're a duck. Yeah, tell me about it. The duck was filming his son. The son's playing. Oh, my God. My son, Albert, threw a pass to his brother, Lennon, who carried half the team down the field. It was like Mark Bravaro against the 49ers. I, 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 I got to go back. I, I digress. The cold, the cold and the wet. How did he can't even catch that thing? It wasn't easy. Right. So what do you think? See, my anxiety was cured at that point. So what do you think? You know what? Uh, you know, considering I just drove through Lakewood, I'm full of anxiety and yeah, stress right now. <laughs> you look up Lake anxiety in the, di- in the dictionary to show you a picture of a lakewood <laughs>
4: <laughs> exactly. Um, I gotta say I feel for the for the previous caller and anybody who does experience you know uh, anxiety, depression, et cetera, et cetera right but my concern honestly is it seems like they take good things like this and they find a way to make it you know bad for you, you know, as far as you against you somehow or you know, it just seems like all good things end
5: up with, once it's in the hands of the government, and uh, they seem to just, I don't know, I'm afraid. It was- I see. We would have to be confidential. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's the other thing, too, is if they were able to, say like they, they they were able to screen and just get an idea, get some statistics, then maybe yeah. that could lead to, you know, aid. That could lead to money. Okay, if, if New Jersey is this depressed, if New Jersey's suffering from this much anxiety, we got to give him some mental health care dollars. we got to do something. New Jersey New Jersey's a tough state. I mean, if you that's
4: don't have I mean. anxiety here, I don't. I, I don't know who doesn't. But um, but again, I'm just afraid of what they would do with the results. You know, if it's pinned to you and, and it follows you, what 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 is the potential of what they can negatively do to you at, in the long run?
5: No, that's a good point. What makes you anxious? What makes you most anxious living in New Jersey, Greg?
4: Uh you know, it, it's tough to say one 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 specific thing. Just uh, getting through a day could just I mean, some <laughs> days are real smooth and others. Others are are a nightmare.
5: (laughs) I I see what you're saying. You know, Greg, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Vince is in Jackson. What's up, Vince? What's up,
6: man? Uh, Congrats to your sons on uh, killing it.
5: Oh, thank you, pal. Everybody had a great, the whole team was great.
6: Yeah, that's the best out there in the rain on those nice games.
5: That's why you play football. They're playing in the pouring rain with you freezing, with your parents watching in the freezing cold on their umbrellas.
6: That's that's how you do it. Yeah. So, so what do you think? Um, so living in the uh, Jersey, I mean, as a young young guy coming up, uh, I mean, I wouldn't not I would, I guess I would say I have self-diagnosed anxiety, but um, everything is just so expensive between like. A, say like an apartment rental, even your car insurance. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like anyone in the government is even trying to help anybody working hard in the middle class and trying to do the right thing. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just, it's not good for people's, uh, you know, mental uh, acuity. And between the latest, uh, the last couple of years we've all had, you know, between the COVID and you know, now we got war we're worrying about. Uh, it's definitely a lot on not only New Jerseyans, but I'd say, you know, majority of people's minds, you know. Right. Means. And uh, as of screening people 65 and under, it's just another waste of taxpayer money. There's just too many people that you get. You're getting
5: an anxiety. idea. Well, that's the thing. We how many people. And, and do we understand what anxiety is and what it can do? You know, that that's the thing we've come so far with so many different things, so many things that, you know, what what used to be suck it up is now. No, no, this is a real problem and we can deal with it. You know, depression, you know, so the idea that if you if we had an understanding or people just you could take a reading on what's going on. if somebody said to you, Vince, we're going to bring in, we're going to we're going to just screen you for anxiety. Do you have it? Do you not? And they say, well, you know, you do. And you say, well, maybe I understand. Now I know why I feel the way I feel. Totally. That makes sense. And then you then knowing that, now two things can happen. Once you know how you feel, now you could say, oh, God, I don't worry about it anymore because now I, now I have the answer to why I feel this way. It's easy for me to deal with it, so I don't carry the why do I feel this way depression. You know yeah, what I mean?
6: the burden of, like, what's wrong with me, you know?
5: Yeah, you have that, and that could be enough to motivate you, you know, to, oh, I, now I don't have to worry about it because I know what it is, or the idea that now that I know what it is, I can now focus on it and get help or understand it and deal with it.
6: So it might actually be a good use of taxpayer money for once in New Jersey.
5: I, I don't even know how much taxpayer money it would cost. But yeah, I think it would be preventative because how much money would we be saving if we under, if people understood what it was before it got worse? How much money could we be saving?
6: Totally. I'm, I'm in agreement of it.
5: Thanks, man. Thanks are calling New Jersey 101.5. See, he's easy to talk things into. You know, you, on the other hand, trying to win you over to the Giants from the Browns.
8: I mean, oh it's yeah, not that's, easy. Huh? That's, that's a like... tough sell. I love heartbreak, so I'm going to stay right where I am. Yeah, at.
5: don't go anywhere. <laughs> See, you need to be screened for anxiety. <laughs> 7.30. Now the latest New Jersey. Anxiety screenings for all adults. NJ1015.com. Dito Flamia wrote it. New Jersey Group is praising the new recommendation, and uh, that New Jersey Group would be CarePlus New Jersey. They're out of Bergen County, they deal with depression, addiction. Uh, in Mercer county it 's city of angels city of Uh whether or not you have insurance, you have a problem with addiction city of I have seen this man work relentlessly right in this very studio and when he 's not here he 's down in the White House trying to get selfies with presidents but uh, founder Kevin Mira joins the show what 's up, my friend? Steve, how are you doing? Quite the uh, football players you have there. How about that, eh? See that? The father's not going to be so depressed watching them now. Looking good. So, yeah, i tell you, congratulations. And uh, congratulations on the gala dinner's Friday night? Yes, sir. Yep, and it's sold out. Ah, beautiful, as it always is, right? All right. Yes. Sir. We talked. Back in, you always here all the time, but I mean, we've had this topic come up where you're dealing with addiction, and you had talked about how you hung a lot of it on mental health. How do you feel about the idea there's a group calling for anxiety screenings for all adults under 65? How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, so if you look at the report, that's a volunteer group that actually puts that report together, um, and... If you look at it, if you're talking about having our family physicians um, who are more aware of, of mental health uh, as the same thing with addictions, um, I'm in favor of it because mental health is probably uh, farther behind than addictions as far as our country is in treating it and uh, being aware of it. We saw... By physicians not being trained with pain management and in addictions, what happened? How the opioid e- epidemic got out of control, um, and mental health is is out of control now. I mean, you know, go back a few years, parity just getting it covered by by insurance is uh, you know was a difficult task. So I'm in favor of it from the perspective of family physicians starting to understand mental health and doing screenings um, versus you know, the government pulling people in and, and doing screenings. I don't think that's the intent. I think it's, you know, uh, from a family's position. Just find
5: out.
3: Yeah,
0: a- Absolutely. Because yeah.
5: there were so many people, you know, how, as, as someone who deals in addiction, how much money could be saved if it were, as Barney Fipe would say, nipped in the butt and people understood, this is what this is. So once you identify the problem, it could be easier to deal with, before it gets worse or can lead to addiction.
0: Yeah, well, so we know that there's 20 million people in the United States that could be classified as having problems with alcohol or uh, some type of an addiction. Um, from mental health, you're talking about one in five have mental health issues, which is about 67 million. Wow. And one in 20 of a, of that number is um, serious mental health issues. So. You know, we're starting to understand that some of these mass shootings, those people were in the mental health system for how long and didn't get the help they needed. Uh, one of, you know, one of our close friends that we work with was the master counselor at the Wounded Warrior Battalion in uh, Marine corps Base Camp Lejeune. And what he told me and helped me understand a little better was, he said, Kevin, he said, alcoholism and addiction is the symptom. Anxiety is the cause. And so if you look at it from that perspective, now, you know, now you, as you said, nipping it in the bud, so to speak, um, it, it certainly can in the long run help and prevent some, you know, probably suicides, probably, um, you know, these, these rampages, things like that. So, yeah, nipping it in the bud certainly can help. Preventative always helps.
5: How much money could be saved?
0: Yeah, we'd like to see that money. <laughs> directed in, in our direction. You know, it's, uh, uh-huh. uh, it's still bad out there. You know, it's up to over one hundred um, thousand overdose deaths in the United States. And, and we we consider this preventable, too. So, I mean, how far away are we from our mental health system where we used to lock people up that had mental health issues? You know, so um, we still have a long way to go.
5: Yeah. And it gets, you know, with things like this, it brings it more and more to the forefront, brings it more and more to acceptability. And again, if people understand what they're dealing with, that's more than half the battle won right there.
0: Yeah. I I would say, you know, when I talk to our kids, I, I ask them, um, you know, are you a, a party animal or are you trying to numb some type of pain? And, you know, Almost every one of them. I've, I've had some that said, "Kev, I just like being in the street." I mean, what are you going to do? But uh, almost all of them say that they're numbing some type of pain, and uh, you know, we and that's by detecting mental health issues. There's other ways to numb some some of the pain, and um, we're even looking at that. I mean, you know, we've been giving out Valium for however. Yale studied. Uh, Yale Medicine just released a study on ketamine infusions, whereas. Valium and some of these psychotropic drugs could take six months and then find out it didn't even work, whereas they're having um, successes with ketamine, one ketamine infusion, and depression is, is almost uh, uh, taken care of. Um, so there's new and leading therapies, which is what we're doing with our Father Vincent Cappadano project for veterans, is looking at some of these leading-edge therapies and, and getting our veterans the help they need.
5: Cutting edge, city of angels, as usual. So basically, it's like you like the idea of the screenings, but they should be done more with the family doctor, part of the physical, as opposed to the government doing it. Yeah, our government doesn't do a lot of things well. (laughs) We could add this to the list if that would have happened. That makes sense.
0: That's for for another night. That's uh, exactly. uh, Leave the the medicine to the physicians and, and just train them right.
5: All right, my friend, uh, best of luck Friday night with the gala, and we'll talk soon to get you back in here.
0: Thanks, Steve. Looking forward to it. Thank
5: you, and thank 1015 for all you guys do. You got it. That's Kevin Mira, City of dot org. Jesse, please hang out. I want to give you more time. 1-800-283-101.5. Do you need to sell your property quickly because of your growing family? Robert DeKansky of REMAX First Advantage can get you thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined. Daniel and Kimberly were expecting a baby girl soon, so they wanted to sell their smaller Hillsborough home and buy something bigger. They put Rob and his team on the job of selling the smaller home, which resulted in a fast sale and extra cash in their pocket. The home sold in only eight days after 20 showings and multiple offers for $395,000, which was more than $45,000 over the list price. Robert Dukanski of Remax First Advance suggests superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Google Rob Sells NJ and read nearly 2,000 five-star Google reviews. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukanski at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015 or online at RobSellsNJ.com or Google RobSellsNJ and then you start packing. No
1: one knows Jersey. Right?
5: The Jersey weather brought to you by a Keystone Roofing and Siding is your home's exterior showing signs of age. Don't wait till it's too late. Call Keystone Roofing and Siding for a free evaluation. Roofing, siding and windows. Quality work professionally done. Visit their state of the art showroom on route 9 in Hell or log on to KeystonePros.com. Steve Trevelis. I right, Dino Fleming wrote the post at nj1015.com. There's a group calling for anxiety screenings for all adults 65 and under. Uh, New Jersey Group praises such a recommendation that New Jersey Group would be Care Plus New Jersey. Uh, what are your thoughts? And uh, do you suffer from anxiety? Or what makes you anxious living in New Jersey? Jesse's in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Jesse, thanks for waiting. No problem. how are you doing today? I'm good. What are you thinking?
9: So I'm a phys- I'm a physician here in New Jersey. Right. Um, and and I, I think this is an absolutely critical and and fantastic idea that it should be a universal, not just New Jersey uh, product at some point. Um, mental health, you guys just talked about mental health and anxiety and depression, how they're they're a predictor of substance abuse. Um, which is absolutely true, but it's, it's such a predictor for uh, disease and sickness as well, whether that's diabetes, um, chronic pain. Seventy percent of people that are diagnosed with severe anxiety or depression report chronic pain. So they're going to disability. That's causing the taxpayers' money. So if you take this problem and you fix it, basically from the top down you solve a lot of our health care problems
5: how much you know how much could be saved by someone just understanding that they're suffering from anxiety
9: yeah i mean uh, I, I i don't i don't know how to calculate that but a a ton and it's been something that has been um, neglected for decades and um, it's really good to see it finally coming to light and um you know it's it's a step in the right direction.
3: Yeah, I
5: mean, once, you know, once you understand, like, you know, no understanding the problem is 50% of the solution. So maybe if you understand you suffer from anxiety, then when you get the feelings, when you get anxious, when you get depressed or whatever, okay, I know what this is. So now you're not depressed anymore. now you understand, or, you know, you can deal with it. But also, like you said, you know, you said you see chronic pain associated with anxiety. So if people understood the anxiety, would then the chronic pain go away? Like, is it really all in their head?
9: No. So what happens is when you're in a state of anxiety or constant stress, your body releases hormones and chemicals such as cortisol, epinephrine, um, you know, things that are supposed to be released in, in times of stress, not, you know, all day, every day. What that does is it, um, basically breaks down joints of your body. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it raises glucose levels. It can cause, you know, diabetes. There's, there's so many, there's so much research and studies done on the effects of chronic anxiety and stress on, you know, long-term health effects, essentially.
5: Right. Are you Now, uh, you're a doctor? I am, yes. All right, and you work in Flemington.
9: I do, yes. Really? And, and here's, an, here's another part of it. You know, it, no matter which domain you look at, if somebody is trained in the medical field, they have some sort of mental health training. Right. But the, the problem lies where people don't see doctors until they're, they're severe, their symptoms are severe, right? It's the same thing for a knee. Nobody go, you know, not many people go to the knee when they have a one, two, three out of 10 pain. They wait until it's a nine or 10 out of pain. It's the same thing you see with anxiety and depression. The patients that come for help, those are the people that are, you know, they've had suicidal attempts. They've been dealing with this for years and years and years. So to have a different avenue of maybe, you know, maybe it's not so intimidating to somebody to talk, or to fill out a simple survey, or whatever this group wants to do, I think it's a a great option.
5: Jesse, what's your full name?
9: Uh, First name is Jesse, last name is Han, H-A-N-N.
5: And where are you, doctor?
9: I'm a doctor in Flemington, New Jersey.
5: All right, I'm going to write a post. I'm going to put this in an article. I want to get it out there, and I want to use you and quote you. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate the knowledge.
9: Yeah, no problem. You have a great night, and uh, thanks for everything you do, man. Appreciate it.
5: You got it, pal. All right, one 1015 eight three one zero one point five. I'm Steve Trevellye. Stick around, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got so much to talk about here in New Jersey. One zero one point five. Steve East. You and me. Hanging out until 11 o'clock tonight. Talking all things Jersey like we do. Coming up this week, of course, Jersey's opening lines Thursday night. We give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5 when the music comes out to play Trevia on Wednesday night at 10. We got Tracy Morgan tickets to give out. Go see him and laugh your ass off. We've got uh, let's see who's going to be in the studio. Gemini is going to be here. Rich Carucci's is going to be here. Uh, Justin Gonzalez, that'll be Wednesday night. Uh, So much to talk about. Go to nj1015.com Yesterday, I uh, had the honor and the pleasure of hanging out with my good friend Chris Rollins of WPST at the, um, the More Than Pink Walk, the Susan G. Coleman More Than Pink Walk, which was held at Great Adventure, at 7 o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking to myself, who the hell is going to be out here in the pouring rain at 7 o'clock in the morning? And I get there, thousands of people are there. And I'm like, wow. This is this is truly amazing. My wife, Deneen, breast cancer survivor, uh, you know, uh, we found out she had it when, uh, after giving birth to our sons, Lennon and Albert, she went for postpartum checkup and they found out uh, what it was and she went through the chemo and the radiation. Now, thank God, 16-year survivor. Uh, Chris's mom suffered from breast cancer. Uh, and there was so many survivors, so many people, so many great stories. Took a whole lot of pictures, put them on NJ1015.com. Go check them. Out. Bobby Collins, been a combination of, uh, been described as a combination of uh, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, and he's coming to the Art Theater this uh, Saturday night, along with uh, Eric Potts, New Jersey 101.5 personality, and myself, and uh, we've got all that on NJ1015.com. We interview Bobby, tells us about the time he insulted Donald Trump, uh, so check it out. Uh last Thursday night, we did a town hall in New Jersey 101.5 talking about the new sex education classes being taught in the New Jersey schools. And Eric Scott has come up with a letter that you can use, and it's on NJ1015.com, if you want to opt out, if you want to opt your children out of this, you can do it. Now, a recent Rutgers-Eagleton poll found a large majority of state residents are in favor of this kind of content being taught when it comes to middle and high school. 71% favored in middle school. 88% of New Jerseyans favor sex ed, the new sex ed, being taught in high school. Now, poll director Ashley Koenig said New Jerseyans are, however, split when it comes to teaching the new sex ed in elementary schools. 46% are in favor of it. 51% Oppose it uh, is an emphasis on age appropriateness, and questioning did not make much of an issue uh, an issue in the difference. So basically, uh, New Jerseyans are split when it comes to teaching it in elementary school. Forty-six percent favor, fifty-one percent oppose it. So, uh, how do you feel about this? one 800 1015 Basically, it's uh, a lot more graphic than it used to be. It describes a lot of different things about it. Uh, new guidelines issued by Governor Murphy's administration, this is Eric Scott's post, require the introduction of mature sexual terms in earlier grades than previous standards, uh, as well as what could be considered graphic discussions about sex, sexual behavior, and gender. So... More people are okay with it in the middle school, of course, in the high schools, not so much the elementary school. How do you feel about it? one eight hundred-two eight three one oh one point five. Now the Murphy administration has warned parents not to simply keep kids home when the lessons are taught in health classes, because if you do that it's an unexcused absence, which is not going to bode well for you. If you do not want your kids taking the sex education classes, you're going to need to write a formal letter to the principal detailing any objections and how they conflict with religious or personal beliefs. Now, I spoke with Eric about this tonight after the town hall, you know, after the town hall concluded and basically said, you know, you shouldn't have to give a reason as to why you want your children opting out. That should be your decision. So as far as give a good reason, to me, you know, why do you have to write a letter? Write a letter letting them know I'm opting them out, but that's about it. You know, uh, you don't really need to explain uh, why it would impact your, uh, you know, uh, conflict with your religious or personal beliefs. You don't need the governor or the government to, uh, I don't know, validate your opinion. So one 800 Whatever grade your children are in or you are in, how do you feel about the new sex ed classes in New Jersey? Will you be opting out? Will you not be opting out? That'd be the best way to put it. You know, if, you're, if your child is in elementary school, K through 8, will you be opting out or will you let them go hear this? Are you going to let your second grader, third grade or fourth grade or kindergarten go hear the new sex ed classes in New Jersey? Or will you opt out? How do you feel about it? And also, how do you feel about the idea that you have to explain to the government why you want to do this in the first place? I can't see a principal, a teacher, a school board member, anybody, uh, having a problem with your decision. You know, I understand that exp- explanation is a formality. Explanation shouldn't be happening. I think it's a yes or no question. I've decided to opt out. I opt my son out of the park test when he was in sixth grade. And that's the way I did it. No. I don't think he needs it. Uh, and this was one of the first things, one of the first town halls we ever did on New Jersey 101.5. But how do you feel about it? And, and the thing is this. If you opt your child out, then are they going to be not included in something that so many people are being, are being taught? Would it bode well, good or bad for them? You know, on the personal level when they go to school. Are they going to be laughed at? Are they going to be bullied? Are they going to be harassed by those that took it? one 800 1015 Are they going to feel out of the loop on something? But given the choice, and you do have the choice, if you're an elementary school parent, will you be... Okay with your kids taking the new sex ed class, which explains a lot of things in graphic detail, apparently. Or will you be opting them out? And if you do opt them out, should you have to explain to the government why you're opting them out? Is this something that they need to know about? Whatever your opinion is, I just don't think it's a good idea. Is I don't th- just don't think it's a good idea enough in a free country, in a free state. To be able to get your child out of taking sex ed classes that you may not agree with. You know, high school, different from middle school. Middle school, far different from elementary school. And it's, you know, I, I think it's sad. I see little kids playing, and I'm thinking, you know, it's sad that they're going to start school in a few years. And once you start school, it's kind of like as much as your life is beginning, a big part of your life is ending. You can no longer be a kid. Now you've got responsibility. Now you've got things you have to do. You have deadlines. You have commitments. You have to do this. You have to do that. can't just be a kid anymore. The new sex ed uh, also plays into that as well. There's an innocence lost. At what age do you want that to happen? 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. You've been thinking about adding a pet to your family. My friends at Pet Center and Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market. Up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at Pet Center. Center, nj.com today. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 1-800-283-101.5 Steve Trevelis. We did the town hall last Thursday night on the Sex Ed in New Jersey. And, uh... You can opt out if you want to. You can opt your children out. We even have the letter that you can use at nj 1015com Thanks to our own Eric Scott. So how do you feel about the new sex education in New Jersey? Uh, Getting a lot more graphic, a lot more descriptive with kids a lot younger. 1-800-283-101.5. John is in Manchester. What's up, John? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm against
4: the graphic uh, sexual education for the elementary school, and I also like to know how necessary does the state think this is. If you have an opt-out plan, I mean, your children can't opt out of history or English or you know, any other subject that they that you may or may not disagree with. You know, like I, I don't really think my kid needs to learn English, so I'm going to opt them out of that.
5: You know what? <laughs> Scary. Because how many people would actually today? Not only would they opt out of English, but other people would be thinking it's a it's a good idea. You know, I'm as just, scary as that would left. be. But I get it. Yeah, you know. Uh, but the thing about it is, it shouldn't. You shouldn't have to ex- explain why you're opting your children out.
4: Yeah, but and also with the sexual education they're, they're speaking of, with the, the transgender homosexuality. Okay, all fine, well and good, but. The things we need to address would be teen pregnancy, you know, birth control, STDs, things of that nature that are more uh, prevalent than worrying about
5: transgender. I can't imagine that they're all they were always already doing that in health class. When I was a kid, we learned about STDs. Remember the movies, right? Syphilis. <laughs>
4: Years ago, years ago, I mean, like I said, I'm 59. They separated the boys and the girls. I brought us in the right. classroom. Here, here's the anatomy. Boom, boom, boom. This is how a woman gets pregnant. Da 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 da. You know, it was a one day. You know, here's the basics. I mean, and as far as high school goes, a lot of high school kids are already having sex.
5: Right. So you that's know, why, so then know. based on that, should you be, you know, whose job is it to begin with? You know, should this be something that the parents should be doing at home? But if they're not doing it at home, they've got to learn somewhere. But as far that, as you're talking,
4: That would be great if parents did that. But how many parents don't have that uncomfortable talk with their son or their daughter? And
5: that's a problem.
4: And luckily, yeah. my my parents did with me. My, my wife took care of this talk with my daughters because I wasn't going
5: there.
3: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I
5: mean,
4: a lot of parents just figure out, hey, you know, your kids will learn on their own or whatever.
5: Yeah, and, and that o- that doesn't always work out well. But I see what you're saying, though. So basically, you know, you would opt your kids out.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's necessary to, to delve into graphic sex with a 6-, 7-year-old and... I mean, these kids are are like, ooh, a girl, ooh, a boy. I mean, it's, it's like, why are we getting into this when they're not interested in any of that to begin with? You know, well, yeah. they're home playing with dolls and whatnot, or playing with their GI Joe, and they think that's that's their world. So why mm-hmm. why invade that?
5: Why, why end their innocence so early?
4: Yeah, there's no, there's no need not for a seven, eight, nine year old kid. I mean, teaching them where the no no places are. Um, unwanted touching, things along those lines, yeah, I could see that. Right. That makes you know, sense. I think, yeah. You know, things that are, are going to, you know, let's keep them out of danger. But a 7-year-old, whether he's a boy or a girl or what he thinks he is, leave it alone.
5: All right, John. Thanks for the call from New Jersey 101.5, one 283 1015 Who told you about the facts of life? No. I, heard, I found out about the facts of life. Hiding on a ledge in Union City with a guy named Frankie Bazzani, who was explaining it to me while we were hiding on the ledge. And I almost jumped off the ledge. I'm like, get the hell out of- No, no, really. This is great. Are you sure? You know. I was like nine at the time. <laughs> I-, I said that I told this story on the air once. And a guy that I grew up with from the neighborhood named Jimmy Burke called in and said, hey, man, I learned from Frankie Bazzani also. <laughs> And I lost his phone number. I one right, 1-800-283-101.5. We can throw that out there, too. Who told you? Who had the talk with you? Did you learn about sex from your parents? Or did you learn about sex in the streets? Who told you? Who gave, who gave you the talk? How did you find out about the facts of life? And how old were you? You know, if kids are having sex younger, then should we be teaching sex and explaining what's going on in schools? so that kids have a better understanding. If you opt your kid out, are you putting them at a disadvantage? one And the follow-up to that is if you do choose to opt your child out, then it's got to be incumbent on you to find a way to explain it to them so that they're not at a loss when they go back to school. That makes the most sense to me. Because if you, if you just say, you know what, I don't want my kid learning about this, that's it. And then they go back to school and, uh, oh, man, you wouldn't believe what you missed the next thing you know. So you're kind of, you know, you're kind of in a bind here. one If all sex were being, ex-education were being taught at home, it'd be different. But if you have designated times, these are the times they're going to learn about this. And this is what they're going to learn. And you say, okay, I'm not going to have my child go into school and learn this. And you don't say anything. They go back. And they're either going to get laughed at or bullied because, you know, where were you? Or they're going to be at a disadvantage knowledge-wise. So you would then have to find a way to do it. I, my problem with it, you know, for one thing, if they are, and how did this work out for you too? You know, when they did learn... Were you ready at home when our kids learned? We were ready at home to talk about it, any questions, what do you, th- you know, What did you think about it? And, you know, they were so young for them, they laughed about it. But still, they knew about it. So, you know, how much of an emphasis you put on it when they come home is a different thing. But you have to be ready when they come home with something. So one 1015 the new uh, sex ed standards in New Jersey. Recent Rutgers-Eagleton poll found that uh, many are in favor in the high schools, uh, less in the middle schools, really less in the elementary schools. Where do you come in? one 800 1015 Who told you about the facts of life? See, I had had to find out in the street. Did you get it from the parents? Did your parents tell you, or did you find out?
8: they attempted to, and (laughs) I'll never forget the books and the visuals (laughs) they brought in, but... They brought in books and visuals? Yeah, yeah, like for, you know, how to teach your kid about the birds and the bees. You know, some of these pictures I was not ready for. Um, Oh, man, your parents went all out. (laughs) But I remember, I, I... uh, I was raised Catholic, so I did, like, right. the Catholic night school thing, like, on Monday night since I didn't go to regular Catholic school. Right. And so, um, like, uh, an old, Jesus lady had says his, no. old lady had to teach us uh, sex. Oh, and, my God. It was my friend's grandmother, and she was terrified, just, like, red, flush <laughs> face the whole time. Oh, my gosh. I
5: feel better about Frankie Bazzani telling me on the ledge, <laughs> it's 830. Now, the latest new age. Very. Really? Okay. Now, how old, when you say middle school, how old? Uh,
1: 13, 14. Yeah, that would be the age they'd be very interested in. Yeah, I mean, that's when, that's when things are going on for a lot of them in their lives.
5: Right. Okay, so now when you teach it, how do you, does it, when, you know, when you have to get graphic with these kids, how does it feel for you? Doing it? Are you like? Are you kind of like blushing? Are you kind of hesitant? Are you kind of like? I really got to do this, or how do you, how do you approach it?
1: No, not at all. I mean, you just like any other job, when you're doing it for 25 30 years, right? You become accustomed to what you're talking about. I mean, it's what I signed up for.
5: Right, but I mean, did it, did it ever feel the first time you did it? Did it feel awkward explaining oh, to these kids?
1: <laughs> twenty six years ago, absolutely.
5: But twenty six years ago wasn't what you were teaching. Now, now you're getting really graphic, right?
1: Well, I, I just think that you have a bunch of suits that sit in rooms and discuss what, what should be taught and what shouldn't be taught, and they, they haven't been in a classroom in, in 20 years.
5: Exactly. And there you are on the front lines having to carry out their will.
1: Right. Like, I would love to, I would love to sit in a room with those guys and ask them to model it in my classroom and see how, how comfortable they are with it.
5: How would you change it if you were in charge?
1: Well, that's a good question.
5: Right. If this were De- Devon's sex ed and grill, how would you change it if you were George? Hmm.
1: Well, I'd have to think about that. All
5: right. Uh, but I mean, there are certain things. Yeah. I mean, do you really think they need to know everything that you're teaching them, or do you really think like is anything that you're teaching them could be confusing?
1: No, well, I think a huge role comes on the parents. Also, I think a lot of time as educators, we're we're supposed to be teaching everything and, and guidance counselors and therapists and coaches. And I, I think a lot comes down to the parents aren't comfortable of it and they're going to opt out. I know a lot, of, a lot of the parents at the younger age mm-hmm. think they can opt out and be in more gym class or take an extra art class when they still have to do the, the mandatory work.
5: But they're going to be at a loss because then when they come back to school, everyone else is going to know, you know. Remember I got a secret? I know something you don't know. That they're going to know something that nobody else, you know what I mean? And they're going to be at a disadvantage and possibly they could be made fun of for it. I,
1: I, think, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, even when, you know, as simple as sometimes it's a big deal when, when back at my, my last school where fourth graders were changed for phys ed. A lot of the parents went crazy. Why does a fourth grader need to change? Why does a fourth grader need to change? And I th- I simply put it as they don't need to, but in two weeks from now when all the kids, when all the other kids are asking why they're not changing, they'll be in the locker room the next day.
5: You know what? You're so absolutely-
1: included. A big part of that age group is being included and in being like
5: everybody else. Yeah, it's a big part. Devin, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know what's really odd? When um, yeah, I got Rob Brown in here. When I was a kid, when I was a, a freshman in high school, you know, playing football, you yeah. know, we all changed in a locker room. We, big, we all showered. Today, they don't. Today, it's like, you know, right home in the football uniform. The
10: oh, no, thing. no, not at all. I played football my freshman and sophomore year, and right. we did not use these showers. These showers were where the pads were actually left.
5: Yeah. The only no team. showering today. Yeah. No, you no, no. You're going to get in a minivan
10: with a bunch of kids Dude, on a football that's team. What that used that to happen. Happen. That's what I had to do. Carpool. P.U. Yeah, yeah, the carpool, My, uh, uh, I, I would say my uh, my friend's mother right. used to roll down the windows and she used to say, oh, you guys smell awful. You the, smell terrible. She was right.
3: Yeah. Oh, I, I, dude, I you smell like dogs. I get it that firsthand
5: experience. All right, fall is here. You know what that means? Cooler weather. It also means filming your kid in the pouring rain. It also means those nagging pains could be even worse. Now is the time to do something about it. Call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab will have you back to doing what you want or need to do and with no pain. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you up from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania like the newest ones in Clark, Flemington, and Woodcliffe Lake. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. New Jersey 101- to uh, Audrey Burko of Voorhees. And Mimi Ryan of how they won the Jersey Cash Codes on New Jersey 101.5. Do you want to win up to $30,000 in cash? Listen weekdays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code and enter it on our free app. Every hour, on the hour, there's a new code and a new chance to win. Info and rules are on NJ1015.com. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest is on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101. So we had the town hall last week on New Jersey 101.5 uh, talking about the new sex, educa- sex education laws in New Jersey schools. And uh, if you want to opt your child out or your student out, you need to uh, write a letter to the principal or a book cover explaining why uh, you wish to do so. And uh, explain does it have to conflict with your religious beliefs or whatever. And... Uh, my basic problem is this, is you shouldn't have to explain anything. You should uh, say, uh, that's it. I said no. That's all we need. Uh, but that's me. The Murphy administration has warned parents not to simply keep kids home when the lesson is being taught in health class. If you do not want your kids taking sex education classes, you will need to write a formal letter to the principal detailing any objections and how they conflict with religious or personal beliefs. So... Uh, We have such a letter on NJ1015.com, and basically, uh, written uh, Eric Scott did the research. Dear Principal, I hereby exercise my right under the protection of Pupils' Rights Amendment to the U.S. Constitution and the Constitution and laws of the state of New Jersey to direct the upbringing and education of my minor child and hereby place... uh, The school administrators on notice of the following, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you opt out, your kid's going to be left out of something that everyone else in school may be learning, which could put them at a disadvantage when they return. Disadvantage in that, A, could they be, uh, you know, they won't know unless you tell them, or B, could they end up being bullied or could they end up being uh, made fun of because they don't know, because they were left out, because they opted out. You know, kids can be like that, as you well know. One eight hundred, two eight three, one oh one point five. And also, uh, how did you learn about the facts of life? Who told you? Rob, get in here. Get in here. Rob's got a story. You know. Uh like I said, I found out, out I found out in the street. I had to find out hanging out with my friend Frankie Bizzani. Rob Brown, my producer, toujours.
10: How did you find out about it? So I actually got this – because you guys were talking about it before with this, like, transition men's book, meaning, like, telling you more about – Transition men's book? Well, like – okay, not not what I meant, but just meaning, like, you know, your body is changing. So my grandmother, for, like, my 10th birthday – Gives me that for your tenth birthday. Yeah, for my tenth birthday. And here's the thing, my mom, she's like, "Oh, like, you know, not yet." And I was like, "Oh, like, boy!" (laughs) I I was like, "Oh, what is this?" So, I think it was around when I was eleven years old. Right. She brought the book back out and really told me, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And they also had something in the fifth grade for like like a talk. They called it the talk, Mm -hmm. and they divided up the the boys and the girls. And it was this awkward feeling at the cafeteria because you all, like, saw each other afterwards. Yeah, and you not the same way ever "Uh, again. I I don't know who uh, – because there was one kid because it was only supposed to be – How about uh, them giants? Yeah, I know. Because here's the thing. We were only supposed to learn about, like, the guy side. But there was this kid, and he immediately goes, oh, yeah, but – what about the pregnant man? Because I mean, uh, the, the pregnant man. Yeah, because this I is mean, why they should
5: not be. Because I
10: mean, that. that that's the thing about elementary school kids. Because like, you're still going to get kids who are calling out and yeah. kids who no know more. So, I mean, I myself was already like, you know, mine was blown, right. and then all of a sudden, you know, our our nurse. I, I, if you call her a teacher, uh, she was like, "All right, then, fine." And she, it was before a smart board. She mm-hmm. grabs just a picture of women's lady parts and magnets it. Yeah, yeah. She she magneted it right to the the board, and she was like, "This <laughs> is this, right. and this oh is this," God. and all of us were like, <clears throat> "Oh no, like what? What?" Be- Mommy. You no, know, because I came home and I was
5: like, I learned about everything. Hold oh, on, we now. we, we got to get more about this. Hold <laughs> on, stick around, stick, Jersey. stick around. It's all 800 right. right. Steve Trevelis. Hanging out with you till 11 o'clock tonight. Go to NJ1015.com. Well, not now, but when you get there. Bobby Collins is coming to Boundbrook on Saturday night. It's uh, myself, Eric Potts, and Bobby. He's a combination of Frank Sinatra and, and, I'm sorry, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis together, he's been described. And I'm looking at the blog, and I'm seeing my picture, and I don't know where the hell they got that picture from. But that is, that is not one of the better pictures of me. But it's up there. I, I was a picture, I did a show with Vicky Batetto at iPlay many, many years ago. That's the picture they got. But anyway, also the More Than Pink Walk. Rock's Great Adventure to Fight Breast Cancer. And that's on there as well. Tons of pictures from yesterday morning in the rain. WPSD's Chris Rollins and I hanging out with thousands of breast cancer survivors. And the key word there is survivor. They've come so far with breast cancer. My wife is a 16-year survivor. Thank God I love my wife. The the thing is that, you know, uh, years ago this was a death sentence. And now with each passing year, the money raised... Just goes for more and more research to find, you know, to, 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 not so, to to find the cure, of course, but to uh, make it more and more livable and survive that much longer. So this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so do what you can. It's also Italian American Heritage Month. We'll be talking a lot about that. You know, I remember like when they were shutting down Columbus Day or trying to shut down Columbus Day. I don't think they should, but. I'm uh, saying, you know what? They wanted to make it Italian-American Heritage Day. And I said, screw that. You couldn't get Italian-American Heritage Day. You can't even get italian Americans. the contribution of Italian-Americans in this country in a month. But we'll take the month, and this is the month, and we'll be talking about that a lot. Think about this, and I'm going to write a blog about this. You know, the Fab Four, if I said to you, who's the Fab Four? You're talking about Paul, George, Ringo, and John. Uh if I said to you who's the Fab Four in New Jersey, think of this Fab Four. I mean, imagine. Think of this. If you had to put together the Fab Four of New Jersey, could be bigger than any supergroup ever. Because think of these Fab Four: Frank Sinatra, Italian American from New Jersey; uh, Frankie Valli, Italian American from New Jersey; Francis Stephen Castelluccio; Bruce Springsteen, Italian American from New Jersey, mom's side; John Bon Jovi. Italian American from New Jersey. I'll put that fat four up against anybody. Uh, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. (laughs) 1-800-283-101.5. Once upon a time, imagine like, uh, not that long ago, you're driving in your car and, uh, you get pulled over by the cops. And in the car, you've got weed and you've got a leaf blower. And what are you going to get arrested for? (laughs) He's going to, you're going to get busted for the weed, right? Well, Pretty soon, if uh, if the guy that got the plastic bag band, plastic bags band has his way, uh, Senator Bob Smith, you could end up getting busted for the gas powered leaf blower because that's what they're trying to now uh, get rid of in New Jersey. This is the big problem now. Gas powered leaf blowers harm New Jersey residents in three different ways. And uh, there's a bill which would establish a rebate program for the purchase of electric or battery powered leaf blowers and another bill which would ban the use of gas powered leaf blowers within four years. Um, Bills were introduced by Assemblywoman Lisa Swain and State Senator Bob Smith, he who helped get the plastic bags banned in New Jersey. Uh, How do you feel about this? Uh, the noise is a problem. I mean, first of all, how long? Like, when you turn on a leaf blower, how much how much time are we talking about here? Are people really going around just randomly blowing leaves up and down New Jersey? If it's on, it's on for a little while, right? I don't know when it's on. Maybe you have noise ordinances for when it should and shouldn't be on in towns. So I don't see, you know, I, I don't think there's a pressure to be a problem with this. The air pollution, again, how long is it on? Climate change? one 800 1015 There's a letter written dot NJ.com by a guy named Bob Brazell. He's a husband and he's a father and, uh, and he has a problem with the leaf blowers. And these are the three things. Here are three ways gas-powered leaf blowers harm our health. Uh, how do you feel about this? one 800 1015 Should we be banning gas-powered leaf blowers? And if we do, if you go out to the battery-powered leaf blower, you're going to have to keep buying new batteries, which is going to be more and more expensive. And as you buy more batteries, which get more and more expensive, they'll do away with the model that you're buying the battery for eventually. Uh, it's only a matter of time before they get rid of gas-powered cars, which is what they're trying to do. So the more gas-powered stuff we can eliminate, the closer we get to that point. But do you see this as a problem? one 1015 The idea of climate change? California became the first state to move to ban glass-powered lawn equipment. Should we be following the roots of California? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, I don't see New Jersey, knowing knowing how much we love to get out there and rake, I don't see us going back to that. And I don't see us getting rid of the, leaf, the gas-powered leaf blowers. But the problem is, I couldn't see us getting rid of the uh, single-use plastic bags. Because the single-use plastic bags had so many more uses than the single-use. But yet, now, it's a real pain in the ass when you go to the stores because you've either got to take the same bags, the same dirty, filthy bags, that you know you're not washing. Or you find bags. I went out to uh, BJ's warehouse the other day, put the stuff in shopping bags that I happen to have, get home, pick up the shopping bags, everything falls out because they're paper bags. Uh... But now we got to deal with that. But how do you feel about the idea of banning gas leaf blowers because they're so loud? Because uh, on, on the on the basis of noise, and the basis of air pollution, on the basis of climate change, where are you on this? One 1015 It's almost like don't we have anything better to do in New Jersey? People actually you know, get paid to sit around and think of this stuff. If we do ban gas-powered leaf blowers, what are we going to replace them with? How much money will that cost us? What is the point? Is this really the biggest problem that we have to deal with? You know, if you're a landscaper, how do you feel about it? And even if you're a landscaper, how, how much time is spent in the week of you using your gas-powered leaf blower? How much time do you spend blowing leaves in New Jersey? one 283 1015 None of this, to me, to me, it's just a waste of time. You know, it's a waste of time and a point of aggravation. Uh, another point of aggravation. I don't see where it's going to make us better. But I want to know what you think. one 800 1015 Anthony, hang out. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. Nice. Well, let's do it. But they don't. That's well, the thing is they, they want to be greedy while they're changing the environment. Look at us. Look at look at the wonderful things we're doing for humanity. But you as believe we charge in global warming, do you believe in global warming? Yeah. But again, you know, how do we change it? You know, I mean, I, I live. You're living it. You see it. You know, what, what other explanation can you have for the fact that you know when it used to be cold outside, it's now warm outside, and vice versa?
0: And there was an ice age, so there was some kind of global warming to get us past an ice age.
5: Yeah. But, again, it's like they have to, you know, if you really want to change the world, you may have to sell out on greed. And they'll never do that.
0: No. Nah. So. They're trying to go to other planets, which is ridiculous. That's another.
5: Yeah, but again, there you go. Wouldn't it be cheaper to just make things affordable here than to go to other planets and screw them up the way we screwed up our own?
0: Well, yeah, and also there's no, no what kind of privilege is that that you can just crap on this planet and, and take another one like who 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 gives you the privilege to even think that you can do
5: that well I'm telling you depending on what's waiting for you on another planet we'll decide how much privilege you've got
0: oh it's somebody up there now
5: yeah I'm sure like the Martians aren't sitting around going gee we can't wait for the Earthlings to get here and screw us up the way they did their planet you go up there they're gonna kick your behind Steve I can't wait for that did you ever watch that Twilight Zone episode to serve man uh
4: black and black was it in black and white
5: it was black and white. It was Twilight Zone, right? And it's about these guys come from another planet. And uh, they, they come with their book called To Serve Man. And it's written in their language. And people are like oh, and they're telling them how great their planet is, and how they get everything they want, and blah blah blah. Greatest place ever! You got to go. People are signing up left and right to go. Right? And the our, our, this is what we're all about. This is us to serve man. You've got to come here. This is what we do. And the last scene, right? The guy's getting off, he's going up the escalator, and he's about to get on the plane, and this his girlfriend screams up. I looked it up. I translated it to serve man. It's a cookbook! (laughs) And they
3: stuff him into the pool. (laughs)
4: It's They got
5: to redo that one.
4: That's a, that's, that's a good
5: one. That was funny. I it's, like that. It's called To Serve Man. Go on YouTube. You got to see it. It's good. All right, Ken. You got it, pal. We'll talk next week. When you ever see that? To Serve Man. It's a cookbook. Did you ever see the Twilight Zone episode, To Serve Man? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, it's great. You have to. Go on YouTube. Black yeah. and white. You gotta. You got to find it easy. But basically, like I just said, it's about... It's, it's all black and white. Rod Sterling was amazing. And uh, it's about this planet. And these guys come from this other planet. These space creatures come from this other planet. And they have a book with them called To Serve Man. And they're trying to sign people up to go to the planet. And they're telling them, you know, oh, we do everything. They give you everything you want. Blah, 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 blah. It's the greatest place on Earth. And uh, people are now lining up to sign mm-hmm. to go to this planet. And you see them boarding on the plane, right? So this one woman, There's something wrong. Don't go. No, no, we got to go. This is going to be great. Don't go. And he's on the escalator going up into the plane, and they're behind him. And she screams, like you just said, she screams. Uh, I translated the book. It's a cookbook. <laughs> what? And then you hear the music ring, and then they shove him in. <laughs> Row. All right, one two eighty three one oh one point five. Got your leaf blower ready. Right in, 9.30. Now the latest New Jersey... Steve Trevelyse. All right, there's a movement, a movement to uh, get rid of the gas-powered leaf blowers in New Jersey. Uh, the movement is um, in the form of a bill, which is posted by Assemblywoman Lisa Swain and State Senator Bob Smith, he who helped get rid of the... Uh, plastic bags in new jersey the single use plastic bag i don't know anyone who has one single use for those bags they've always been multi-used now they're multi-missed because i wish i had them back but you your thoughts 1-800-283-101.5 should we be getting rid of gas-powered leaf blowers rose is in flemington hi rose 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 you there rose show me a rose Rose, you there? All right, Rose, call back. I'll get you on, okay? Uh, like I said, you know, uh, I think we're past the point. I don't understand why we need to get rid of gas-powered leaf blowers. Are they really that much of a problem? Are people turning on gas-powered leaf blowers, leaving them on all day long, and everyone's putting up with the noise? How long is someone using it? If you have a problem with the noise, we have noise ordinances for that. You know, you're not going to run them at night. I don't know how long someone cuts their lawn. You're talking about, like, once a week for about, I don't know, up to 30 minutes, if that. A lot of time, like, my lawn gets cut when everybody's working. My lawn gets cut during the day. Uh, is this really a big problem in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, there's an editorial at NJ.com talking about the uh, the noise the air pollution, well, you're blowing leaves. It's what's on the ground that is going to be moved away. Would you rather rake the leaves? And as far as the electric leaf blower, well, you know, where does that come from? What powers the electricity? And how much more expensive is that going to be? And are people really going to change over? to electric-powered leaf blowers. And how long is it going to hold the charge? And how much is the battery going to cost Is going to have to be replaced? And how much, you know, how long before the model gets done away with from the battery that you're going to have to keep replacing? As opposed to the gas-powered leaf blower, which uh, you can hold for years and years and years, 10, 20 years. one 800 1015 Climate change is cited as an argument for getting rid of the gas-powered leaf blowers. I mean, is the, with all this going on in New Jersey right now, with all that we have to deal with, property taxes, which I was supposed to get a property tax bill in August. I just got it last week. And now in my beautiful town of Roosevelt, I'm going to have to pay the property taxes for October, from August in October, and then the property taxes in November, which are going to cost me about, I don't know, $5,000 between the two. But that's okay, as long as I wasn't a burden on anyone. My town also doesn't allow us to have mailboxes, so I go to the post office. I didn't have my post office key, my post my post office box key, and I'm told that they're not allowed to give me the mail. So now I don't have a key. I'm supposed to get my mail. I had to buy another key for fourteen dollars, and if I don't, uh, if I lose that key, it's going to cost me forty dollars to get the lock changed on a post office box that I'm stuck with because I can't get mail to my house. Why can't I get mail to my house? Because there are too many old people in my town that like the idea of going up to the post office because their parents went to the post office. Thank God they didn't like riding horses anymore. But then I'll give you another one. As long as I'm here, in my, in my town, are there plenty else in Monmouth County sprayed for the West Nile virus? Remember the mosquitoes? Remember when you were a kid and they had the mosquito truck and you would have to chase the mosquito truck? And it was fun because you loved the smell and you were chasing it on your bicycles. Uncle Floyd used to make fun of it. Well, now they're spraying the mosquito trucks uh, throughout Monmouth County to get rid of the West Nile virus, which wasn't a big deal when we weren't getting any rain. But now that we are getting rain, it's a big problem. In Roosevelt, they don't want to spray for the West Nile virus because they're afraid they're going to kill the bees. You think you got problems, right? Pam is on Route 78 on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Pam. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm just driving through New Jersey. You are, huh? Eh? With a smile on your face and a song in your heart. Absolutely, because I just moved out of New Jersey. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> You're driving away from New Jersey. Yes. All right. Tell me your thoughts on the leaf blowers.
4: I, I think it's silly because I have a. We do have a battery operated um, leaf blower, and it makes a lot of noise. But our landscaper, he does the work in half the time. So it's still a lot of noise. It, it doesn't really make, I don't see how that makes much difference as far as uh, noise pollution. And it takes half the time because it's its the electric, the gas one takes half the time because it's powerful. It's quick. So
5: I don't know what people are complaining about i don't know either i don't get it it's ridiculous i mean complain about everything that that's what we do you know but i mean like okay with all this going on in new jersey this is what the senators come up with we're going to sponsor a bill to get rid of leaf blowers in new jersey this is the big problem like
4: like i said i'm right over in pennsylvania now we have plastic bags you know the world's not ending you know, using plastic bags. It didn't make a difference in New Jersey.
5: Remember when you I'm could sure ride? We ar- any fish. Remember when you could ride around in your car with a leaf blower on the front seat, but you get busted for the marijuana? Now you can have all the marijuana you want in that car, but if they find the leaf blower, you're going oh, to that, jail, it, damn it! It's crazy. The, the world's gone
4: crazy. I don't understand. Well, New Jersey's
5: gone crazy. Something
4: better to do. People, I know that's why we left.
5: People are going to sneak. They're going to go to Pennsylvania just to buy stuff so they get the plastic bags in Jersey. I know. It's come to this. I'm telling you, Pam. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Do you really think gas-powered leaf blowers are a problem in New Jersey? Do they need to be done away with? Have we reached that point? 1-800-283-101.5. This is where we are. Uh, And uh, they'll also give uh, a rebate program if you want to get the electric or battery power. I wouldn't do it if they gave me a replacement leaf blower. Unless you could prove to me that the uh, battery-powered leaf blower is that much better. Because it really comes down to that when you think about it. With cars, with anything. You know, you want to give me an electric car? Fine. Make it cheaper and better than the gas-powered car. You've got a deal. But they won't do that. We want you to buy the electric car, but the electric car is more than the gas-powered car. Then why are you wasting my time? I can't even afford the gas-powered car. I bought a pickup truck uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, I paid 8500 for the truck. And I said to the guy, it was 2006, uh, Chevy Colorado, and I said to the guy, I was going to buy a new truck. And he goes, yeah, we got one over there. Go take a look. See what you think. $54,000. $54,000, to which I said, that's a very much. I'm going to keep my, uh, my, my old truck, and uh, we're going to make do. Steve Trevelese is now five. Steve Trevelese. And you, uh, real gas-powered leaf blowers, they harm New Jersey residents in three different ways. The noise, the immediate air pollution, the uh, global warming, and there's a bill to get rid of them. And the bill is sponsored by uh, Assemblywoman Lisa Swain and State Senator Bob Smith. Uh, Bob Smith wanted the plastic bags banned to happen. So, do you think we should be getting rid of the gas powered leaf blowers? 1 800 283 101.5. Rose is in Flemington. Show me a rose. Hi, Rose.
2: Good evening. I uh, think that we all have to realize that people who are in government generally like to profiteer from things of this nature. Yes. But take it from an old farm girl out here from the Amwells. Right. Leaves were considered um, nature's gold. Instead of, like, raking them up and putting in a bag out for somebody to pick up, you shredded them. Right. Either with your mower or perhaps one of those uh, vacuum cleaners. and You shred them real fine. You put them on your garden. You put the eggshells in there and maybe some coffee grounds. And
5: they got a compost.
2: And then you got a compost. But he don't want you to have that because he's got, he's got stock in this and that, and he's going to make a lot of money.
5: You think that's what this is?
2: Oh sure. What are we on um, on speed or what? No, we have to understand that they're all crooked, they're all evil, and they don't understand organic gardening.
5: Okay. So uh, we. So what about? But but again, whether or not we have the gas-powered leaf blower or the electric leaf blower. What's the difference as we far as the company We don't
2: What the hell are we blowing? Why do put the blow up their nose? The deal is this. <laughs> Let's start shredding them with our mowers, shredding them with a vac.
5: Yeah, it's people good. won't do that because they want to have the nice manicured lawn. That's why we yeah. put well, landscapers. So? about the manicure? The, the man- guys that own the houses care about the manicure. That's why, they, that's why landscapers make so much money.
2: And that's why we put it in the backyard. We grow our vegetables behind the house because we don't want to look like a bunch of bohunks who have those tomatoes and
5: sunflowers mm-hmm. and
2: everything out in the front.
5: All right, so basically, but what if you don't grow your own food?
2: Well, it doesn't hurt to have a compost pile. You can give it away to your friends, or you can sprinkle it next winter and it'll enrich your lawn without right. a lot of chemicals, because that's who's running this
5: show. All right, so basically, so you're saying we don't need the leaf blowers of any kind. Just no. keep the leaves, ground them up.
2: That's right, grind them up. Put them in the garden. If you want to put some coffee grounds in there and whatever, eggshells, whatever, if for your own garden, fine. You don't want to do that. Let it all compost down and sprinkle that on your lawn next fall, and you will have a beautiful lawn without a lot of fuss. And Did problem. you ever
5: put eggshells in the coffee and drink it?
2: No. I don't, I don't do that. Have this. you ever heard of that? Uh, I've heard of them, people brewing it to keep the, co- the pot clean,
3: you know. They yeah,
5: put the eggshells in the coffee, but you know what? Else, you know what goes really what, good what, in the coffee? It, what does it do? Does I it have do? no idea, but I've heard of eggshells in the coffee. But you know what I found that works really well in the coffee? When you make the coffee, you put cinnamon on top of the grounds and let well,
2: that go. Well, I lived abroad. I lived in the south of Spain, and there's right. something called horachata, where they take almond milk with vanilla mm-hmm. and they make this hot drink. Well, they the do that here. They make quichada here?
5: No, no. They, I've I've had like almond milk, vanilla almond milk, and
3: coffee.
2: Yeah, well, no, but they they don't put even coffee in it. This is in coffee country. Oh. And they they have that, and they make something called churros, and they make these wonderful donuts with real clean oil. You know, none of this.
5: Uh, right. But well, what, what's the what's with the vanilla almond milk? What do they do? Just drink that plate?
2: They drink it hot in the wintertime. It gets oh. to be 55 degrees. They're going crazy because they're the self of Spain. I'm sorry, I spent a almost a year down there. Okay. And then... And then they make uh, they make these little kind of, it's like a flattened out donut. Mm-hmm. And th- that's what you have for breakfast.
3: Not bad. Not keep, bad.
2: Keep, keep you going. Now, I don't worry too much about the coffee people. I don't. I just worry about the guy who's going to make all the money.
5: Well, our- I don't worry about that. The guy who's making all the money, he's got enough of his own problems. Rose, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Reliable. Reliable. How about that? 1-800-283-101.5, 1-800-283-101.5, Steve Trevilis. We get it on most every night, Monday through Thursday, till 11 o'clock tonight, 7 to 11. Wednesday night, we got Trevia, Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey, 101.5, playing win Tracy Morgan tickets. Uh, Gemini's going to be here. Rich Carucci's going to be here. Justin Gonzalez is going to be here. The man sings Queen like no other. Uh, so we got that on Wednesday night. Thursday night, Jersey's opening lines. We give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101 point five when the music comes out to blame you'll get that right and uh, we hook you up with valuable prizes because that's what we do here Bobby Collins calling in Wednesday night he and I and Eric Potts going to be at the uh, Brookhart Center on uh, Saturday night do come out if you can uh, alright so from the app chat let's see we were talking earlier about the uh, sex ed for kids in New Jersey will you opt out Trevor for Malton I personally have a five year old girl I would feel really weird about telling her that uh, penis goes in a vagina and that makes a baby with that said why the hell would it make it okay for a teacher to do that uh you know what i totally empathize and that's why you need to opt out and if you're going to opt out uh you have to write a letter explaining why and uh, i don't think you should have to do that i think that should be up to you and that's it i say no end of story I don't need to explain to the government how I want to raise my children. Uh, Steve from Newark, they make it sound like it's a letter that they select approval. It's a legal notice. I wrote this letter invoking my wife's rights with United Airlines during the vaccine mandates. They had no choice but to accept it. If parents keep their children away from the school during the time that they feel is unsafe for their children, then the truancy act is out the window. Murphy's too stupid to know that people that voted for him again will never understand what rights are. I pray that these people repent from these copies. Copycat ideologies that are being marketed to them, for instance, supporting things like um, uh, Ukraine or climate change. It seems like to be following a pattern. That's Steve from Newark. Uh, We also talked about the idea of gas-powered leaf blowers. And uh, Tony, uh, laughing out loud as the Democrats would say, I identify my gas-powered leaf blower as a battery-powered leaf blower. All right, that makes sense. Now you don't have to get rid of it because you identify it as a battery-powered leaf blower. B says, I'm glad I don't clean my yard now. But battery equipment is waste. New batteries aren't cheap, and they don't last. 30 minutes for a quarter? I'd rather corded equipment. I would love what the actual landscape in California is doing. It's stupidity. The only thing is, if you get a a leaf blower with a cord, right, what do you think you end up doing? Right? Like those those, those uh, weed whackers. You get a weed whacker with a cord. How long before you shock yourself in, all the way to California? Right? one 800 1015 is the number. Um, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I went into Lowe's to buy a dishwasher. I got a great deal, by the way. But... Uh, I see I see a big display and I wrote about it on nj1015.com and about 4000 people read it but I got a, I see a big display you've got uh Black Santa on one side White Santa on the other and uh snowmen and uh, all this stuff and it basically says uh you know basically getting you ready for Christmas and the reason this was so weird was because it was about 90 degrees last week And I'm wearing cutoffs and a T-shirt, and I'm sweating. And I'm walking, and I'm looking at Santa. Santa's making me sweat even more. I need to see a guy in a red suit with a beard as I'm sweating my jangies off. And I said, you know, is it too early for this? So now, here we are, a week later, October 3rd, and I get uh, an email from Sam's Club. And the heading of the email says, the holidays are here. I'm like, it's October 3rd. We have not even gotten to Columbus Day, which a lot of people hope we never get to Columbus Day, but I'm good with Columbus Day. By the way, happy Italian-American Heritage Month. Uh, But I heard somebody call Dennis this morning, Dennis and Judy, and say, you know, you and Spania and Trevelisse ought to get together, push Italian-American Heritage Month. I'll push it. I'll push it all the way to the heavens. I'm very proud to be Italian. And there's so many proud Italians in New Jersey. Uh, I write a blog about that, too. But anyway, so we're in October 3rd. Are we really in holiday mode right now? Are the holidays here for you? And how do you feel about this holiday blitz coming so early? I mean, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Should we be thinking about Christmas on October the 3rd? Should we bypass Halloween and Thanksgiving go right to Christmas? I haven't even gotten my pumpkin spice latte yet. And already, you're shoving Santa down my throat. But one 800 i will throw this out. How do you feel about the holiday blitz? But also, when do you start your holiday shopping? Do you do it all year? Like for me, if I see something that I think somebody will like, i.e. it's on sale really cheap at a clearance bin, and I can grab it and lay it aside so that you will think I paid full price, I'd be more than happy to uh, to do that for you. My mother, uh, God rest her soul, my mother every year... We'd go down the shore for the summertime. We and the Provenzanos and other uh, family would rent a house in Ortley Beach on 5th Avenue. The address was 20. It was the one big house on the block, apartments upstairs, downstairs. And we'd go to the seaside boardwalk. And my mother would go up there with a stack of quarters, and she would play zero, one, and 2, uh, Roe and Al, her and my father. And she would proceed to win all of the Christmas presents. For everybody we know. By the time we got done with those two weeks in Rutley Beach, most of the Christmas shopping was done. Remember the, the one-win choice? She would hit the one-win choices like crazy. I would spend money, I would spend like, you know, tons of money. I don't know, tens of dollars when you're a 15-year-old kid. And I would get so many 45s because I kept hitting the bottom shelf. The bottom shelf, the one pack of cigarettes, I didn't even smoke at the time. Um. And my mother would clean up. And that's how we got the Christmas presents. You know? Oh, thank you so much for the radio. She you know it cost a quarter. But when is when did the holiday start for you? one eight hundred two eight three one oh one point five. Phil is in Lakewood on New Jersey one oh one point five. Hi, Phil.
9: Oh hey Steve. It was great seeing you in Jackson on Saturday.
5: Yeah, it was, man. How you doing? Did you get to meet?
9: No, I didn't get the meat, but when I think about the holidays getting too early, when I was a kid, the only place that would ever set up anything like in September or October, remember the old holiday chain Treasure Island?
5: Yeah, I remember Treasure Island. Right, right. They were like, Christmas is all year at Treasure Island.
9: Yeah, that was the only place that would ever set up early for the holidays, but... Nowadays, everywhere is doing it, and I think it's way too early.
5: I agree. It is way too early. Phil, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Saturday, I did an appearance for the Backyard Butchers uh, at the Great Adventure Outlets, and uh, I I, got—I go over to the guy selling 20 ribeyes for $39, and they said, give me a case of steaks. He goes, you want a case of steaks? And he gave me, for $100, he gave me a big case of steaks that was really, really good. Uh, But, I mean... Are we, like, pushing this a little bit? Are you in holiday mode on October 3rd? When do you start your holiday shopping? 1-800-283-101.5. James, I want to give you more time. Hang out. Here's New Jersey 101.5 fast traffic. Um, Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. When does uh, your holiday shopping begin? When, when is it really Christmas? October 3rd? Are we too early with these stores that are uh, just uh, blasting us for Christmas? Blasting us to do our holiday shopping now? Forget about Thanksgiving. Forget about Halloween. Can we enjoy October and just take in the pumpkin spice? I mean, uh, it was only like the last couple of days that we got the cold weather. We got the rain. And uh, how reminiscent was Sandy for you? Uh, watching this week and hearing about the devastation that was going on in Florida, if you have relatives down there, friends as I do, uh, you know talking to them, finding out what, what was going on down there, uh, brought back a lot of memories of uh, Sandy, which uh, we 'll talk about in a couple of weeks when it all happened here. Um, I was in Pennsylvania, I was in Philadelphia the other day, driving back up Roosevelt Boulevard, and I see. Uh, a sign my actually no i didn't see a sign my um my google maps alerted me that i was in uh i was coming up on a red light camera and i was coming up on a speed zone camera and then make sure you get your speed right make sure you get your uh you know make sure you stop and i'm thinking to myself thank god i am living new jersey that we don't have to deal with this we had our fill with the red light cameras and now I see Declan O'Scanlan talking about how, you know, he's going on in New York to uh, destroy the arguments in favor of the uh, red light cameras. And, you know, when you, you look at reasons to love New Jersey, think about the fact that you're not in New York and you're not in Philadelphia where they're dealing with the red light cameras or the speed cameras. And we talked a couple of weeks ago about uh, the idea that they wanted to put speed, you know, they wanted to time your speed on the road and give you a ticket. Speed limiters, put speed limiters on cars. They couldn't go any faster than the speed limits and how uh, what that would do for the auto industry. But then when you think about it, uh, if we get to the point... And we seem to be getting there with driverless cars. They're going to be doing the speed limit, right? I mean, I got to imagine if you uh, buy a car that you don't have to drive, it's not going to be programmed to speed. So if that's the situation that we're in, and then, you know, if if we're in a world with driverless cars, will you be able to speed? Or will they just do this? I'm just thinking out loud now. I my hope is that they're not going to do it. But uh, getting back to the uh, the holiday shopping, and there's got to come a time. There ought to be. I, I, it's like every year. Same thing with the Christmas music. You know, pretty soon I was going to come in here one night, and if I can't think of anything, we're just going to play Christmas music all night long. Because it's only a matter of time before some radio station will be the first to flip to the Christmas music. And Christmas music, to me, is most annoying. It's the same eight songs done by about 450 different people. Over and over and over again. Believe me, Santa Claus couldn't leave town fast (laughs) enough. Bruce Springsteen, I'm just rambling now, I guess. Bruce Springsteen has got a covers album coming out. Does he need the money? (laughs) He's doing a covers album. Uh, Okay. He's already covered about 15 billion songs over the course of his career. For now, he's going to Only the Strong Survive, more covers album. Uh, and when you think about some of the great covers that have been done by Jersey artists, that has that's going to be a post at nj1015.com. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. You know, like, um, first of all, when it comes to music, and again, Italian American Heritage Month, I can't think of I would put the singers that come out of New Jersey, the Italian American singers that come out of New Jersey against any other state. The total singers that come out of New Jersey. I mean just dominate. You know, we we have such a diversified, varied sound here, and which is illustrated by like the difference between Frank Sinatra and Bruce Springsteen and Charlie Booth. Joe Walsh. Um but as far as covers go, you know, think about like Four Seasons doing I've Got You Under My Skin, which was a Sinatra song. And I talked to, uh, hold on, you know what, James. What's happening, James?
4: Hey, Steve.
5: How you doing? How about
4: the, how about the Giants, man? we talking playoffs?
5: Uh, playoffs,
4: playoffs.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea that they're three and one, and it's only October third. This hasn't happened since Tom Coughlin.
4: Hey, yeah, one year was that. One year they started out five and zero, and they finished at eight and eight. I forget the year.
5: Every year on the Coughlin, with the exception of like the latter years, like thirteen up until twenty twelve, from 0-5 forward, they would always start off. Six and two. Six and two were seven and one. And then all of a sudden in uh, 2013, they started off like 0 and seven. And by 0 and six, Eli was practically in tears at the press conference. I don't know what's wrong. It don't make sense to me. But uh, yeah, that, that, but now I, I like this team. they just fun. I mean, you know, I don't know what they are. They are what they are, but they're a lot of fun to watch.
4: Yeah, is Daniel going to play? You think he's an ankle? He, I hope he can play next. Uh, I don't like this London game. You got to get up too early to watch that. You know.
5: It showed a lot that he went back in the game, uh, but I think if they're smart, they have Davis Webb. I bet they, they tell Davis Webb to make sure he gets a passport.
4: Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. But he's still talking about the Halloween thing. Yeah.
5: What I mean, what do you think, James? These holidays. Come on, we do. Are we ready for Christmas on October the third?
4: I, I, well, I say wait until ho- after Halloween, you know, that's when the weather changes a little. It's like you said, it was just 90 degrees a week ago, you know. Who's thinking
5: Christmas? When do you buy your Christmas presents?
4: Uh, Christmas Eve. <laughs>
3: Christmas
5: Eve. Okay, I like that. Uh, you see, like, uh, I'm thinking the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, when right. you get up 4 o'clock in the morning to buy stuff you wouldn't think about buying if you were wide awake, That's when you want to go out. I think that should be the official start of the Christmas shopping or the holiday shopping.
4: Well, do you dread Christmas shopping or do you like doing it?
5: I like doing it. I like doing it because, you know what, But my problem is I always try to find the ultimate gift. Right. And there really is no ultimate gift, the reality of it. Nobody sits around, gee, I hope I get this for Christmas. No, you want something, you go buy it.
4: Yeah, that's true, man. All right, buddy, I gotta go, but I'll talk to you next week.
5: You got it, pal. Take care, James. When does uh when when, when does uh Chad start his Christmas shopping?
8: Um, like you, like after um uh, Black Friday, you yeah. know. Unless I see something, you know, that really piques my interest that I know my boys will like before, but usually, yeah, not until after Thanksgiving.
5: Now, what are you boys into now? How old are they?
8: Uh, there, My youngest is almost two, and my oldest just turned five. So, he's right, so we're really... in Thomas
5: the Train territory?
8: Well, no, not not really. My youngest loves Sesame Street. Okay. Um, my oldest oh. is really into Pokemon now. It's Pokemon and Mario Brothers and Sonic the Hedgehog and oh, uh, all right. that stuff. Yeah, Are you watching Caillou? No, thank no. God.
5: <laughs> Every morning, wake up, thank God, I have to watch Caillou.
8: I've, I, you know, I stumbled on that once, and I was like, "Yeah, we're going to change the channel." Stumbled buddy. away. <laughs> stumbled <laughs> yeah. away. Ten thirty. Now the latest
5: New Jersey. One hundred one point five. Steve East. One eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five is the number. Uh, go to nj1015.com. Check out all the pictures I put up from the uh, Susan Coleman More Than Pink Walk. Susan G. Coleman, More Than Pink Walk at Great Adventure, which was yesterday morning. Chris Rollins and myself hanging out there, seeing all the survivors. Only the strong survive, as Bruce covered, and uh, they survived yesterday. We survived the rain. We survived the sleet, the cold. Most importantly, breast cancer all right uh also Bobby Collins coming Saturday night to uh, the Brook Arts Center in beautiful boundbrook
10: Eric Potts and I are going to be hanging out with Bobby Collins you know who Bobby Collins is uh I think so maybe I mean I was when I was doing your article today I mean he was looking familiar so that
5: was bit, good yeah. that was good man okay yeah. all right you know party responsibility of being the producer toujours is uh you get to do the news.
8: I've got news for you Excellent news Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines
3: I read the news today, oh boy Doctor, doctor, give me the news
8: As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey Brace
5: yourself, folks
8: For mind-blowing news As only Steve can What the hell's going on out here?
5: In the words of Vince Lombardi, Ladies
10: and gentlemen, I give you Rob Brown. What's up? Thank you. How are you doing today? I can't complain. I'm feeling pretty good. That's he, he, good. You got me on the show, so I'm feeling ecstatic. Automatically, your career has now jumped leaps and bounds. Yeah, that's how I feel. I had to text my mom, and my mom is definitely taping this right now. I hope you know that. She said, who's
5: he? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, him? <laughs> Couldn't you get on Dennis and Judy?
10: Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Enough for nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you, she. I, I don't know if she would say that, but... I'm telling you, she, she's. Oh she, my God! She's taping, huh? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you okay. cassette? <laughs> no, not cassette. Oh, okay. de- de- definitely on her phone. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, good. She, she listens to everything on the iPad, and she, yeah. she what she does is because I get it every single time after I come back from a long drive home. Right. She always sends it to me too. Oh, you she check sends it out.
5: She does your own air checks. This oh is yeah. Cool. Oh, I
10: like that. All right. Well, I mean, wait a minute. Now, where did you go to college? Show us a little bit. I, to I went to college. The people want to know. At Ryder University. Really? Yeah. Not bad. Okay. So I used to. Yeah, I used to pass where our station is all the time. And I mean, I've also been a avid listener to our station for a very long time too. That's you already got the job yeah. oh, you don't oh, have to come kiss on. ass. I mean, that's no what, way. That's not what I'm trying to do. Oh, it's okay, just, okay. It, it's, it's. I mean, it's the reason why my mom just is. Did like, you work for John Moses? Yes, I did. He's great. Oh, I... He is fantastic. Now, that is a John whole person. John and I go back. Really? <laughs> yes. That's fantastic.
5: He used to do he'd he promotions like uh, they would... he go into a bar and they would have a bed and bring in a bed in the bar. And really? they would have races as to... Uh, I think two, two people got under the covers and had to ch- swap underwear. And whoever could do it the fastest or something like that. Really? He was a legend, John Moses.
10: He would do stuff he like would that? He do stuff
5: like that. He was the morning guy. He did the fun appearances. <laughs>
10: That blows my mind compared to. He's
5: not the John. not your father's John Moses? No, because I mean that's do, that's how forget, he's like. Explain. Ask him to explain what it was. They would bring it. They'd have a bed, and they'd have a guy and a girl get in the bed, and they would have to switch. They give him like underwear to put on. They'd have to switch the underwear, and they would have to like uh, time it out or something like that.
10: Talk about getting your uh, panties in a knot. See that? See that? And who knew that one
5: day that would lead him to run a college radio station?
10: I, no, because that's what I'm saying, too. Because now in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, man, you
5: know. You know what? That age. He's got that radio station performing better than it ever did.
10: Oh, absolutely. I, I got to agree and with And it you. got us you,
5: which now just, just puts the, the cherry on top, the icing on the cake. Thank you. Uh
10: you. I, I, the, I don't oh, want geez. you to know feel any pressures. You're about to do this I was news. literally about to say that. I was like, "Oh man, you really put some put yeah. some pressure on me." Well, but. Yeah, this better be some good stuff. Going all right. Well, natural. I tried to I tried to go for more stuff of the holiday because I mean the holiday that is right around the corner is uh, Halloween, and yes. I went for this all of Halloween esque. So I was a uh, avid trick or treater back in the day, and Tom's River is having a curfew for their trick or treating this year. So, Hi. what time? So they're going to end it at 9 p.m. So they do their trick or treating the 30th because of their parade that is very famous that happens on the 31st, and they have a curfew really? at 9 p.m. Yeah. So nobody trick or treats on the 31st. I don't think so. No, because I mean it's here from the article that so I was. What if looking you don't at, want to go to the parade? That's what I'm how saying. How dare you not go to the parade? I don't know, because, I mean, my, my town had something like this, where it mm-hmm. was a trick-or-treating in town, and actually, fun fact, my mother uh, lost me because I was a Spider-Man. And <laughs> everybody was Spider-Man that year, <laughs> and she lost me. And I, I was in the back of a, of a different of They, a, of they a different sprayed store. rain
5: while the Spider-Men went. <laughs>
10: <Yeah>. <laughs> Rain's here! <laughs> okay. But, no, it was it was bad. But, I mean, you know, 9 p.m., would, how long when you would be a trick-or-treater, how long would you go for? Because, I mean, there's stories well, of people bag, I, going When for, I was a kid, I would yeah. do
5: it for like uh, a couple hours, right? You go about—I mean, I would do it in the morning, afternoon, early evening. Yeah, okay. Right? My kids—well, we would—I mean, like in Roosevelt, it's a small town. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a guy down the block, Joe, he uh, barbecues, and he makes burgers. He barbecues hamburgers that are coated in butter. They are to die for.
10: Is this during like the trick or treat? What happens is, this... is like
5: he'll do. Everybody's dressed up. Did they go all out for Halloween? Okay. So he'll be the house will be like a like decorated to uh, to the hilt, and then he'd be barbecuing hamburgers outside, and we would all be eating burgers while the kids go from house to house trick or treating.
10: Talk about a real it's like a deal. Candy. Yeah, that's, that's a, partner, a deal,
5: man. Yeah. But the uh, when I was in union well union see the thing is like I remember when I did it I did it in Union City. I had the most densely populated city in the world. So yeah. you are going from house to house. We, we lived in, a, you know, we were all through the bad neighborhoods and everything. But it's kind of like crime was suspended so that you could get candy. And you knock on a door and some people would, like, you know, take what you want. And other people, they give you, like, they give you the apples with the pennies in them. And, uh. and like, don't touch the... V-. Now, God forbid, everything has to be prepackaged. People would bake... You know, and they would have like trays of you. You open the door, you smell the food, Ooh. and here's the cookies we just baked. You can't do that today. No, today, we, I watched a video their about mind that. If you do that, yeah,
10: watched a video about that in the fifth grade because. Uh, I mean, we, we were going out, and I had my teacher. He was like, "Don't eat the Twix bar. There might be a razor blade in it." And I was like, "There might be razor blades in candy? Like, i, I might... not that complicated." No, that I but mean.
5: You know, I mean, by the same token, you know, we do have a lot of weirdos in the world. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, but then like, but then, you know, like some of the stuff that I couldn't stand, the Necco wafers, right? The uh, the Mary Janes. Uh, what was some of the, I, cause there was candy, there was candy that I would get. Like when you go to the people's houses and they're giving you like actual size Snicker bars, oh, like actual the bars. Yeah. yeah, the Hershey bars, the Hershey almond bars. You going back if you go into somebody's house and they're giving you the Mary Jane's? You know what the Mary Jane is? I think so. Yeah, it's kind of like a yellow wrapper with red stripe, and it's kind of is like it a, like
10: a tootsie roll almost? It's like, a disgusting
5: cause, cause, tasting. Tootsie I mean, because
10: yeah, because I get like the I remember the tootsie but it's not roll.
5: chocolate. It's some kind no. of weird flavor or the Necco wafers. When you're getting that, that's that's the people's way of saying we don't want you here. <laughs> this is like, not, it's not enough that, you know, we, we so don't like you trick or treating that instead of just closing our doors and giving you nothing, we want to disappoint you with the most awful candy imaginable. Take one, too, by the way. Yeah, take all you want. There you go. Take the necro wafers. Necro wafers is God's way of saying we don't want you trick or treating our <laughs> house. Not New York. You could win. Yeah, you. Up to $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. Listen weekdays at 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code and enter it on our free app. Every hour on the hour, there's a new code and a new chance. There's a new code and a new chance to win $30,000. Info and rules on nj1015.com. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest is where? New Jersey 101.5, where you could find Rob
10: Brown, giving us headlines and treble That's right. <laughs> I don't know how to really like, you know, you you really you're really doing brought, great. You well, you brought me in there. That was that was that was big. See, so don't they, don't they introduce, do I have to get a ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob Brown. I, I, I like that though. Okay. Anyway, um so what I was looking up, so looking at things drum in roll? October. What's up? You want a drum roll? Oh, that <laughs> I, yeah. For, for 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 this one, yeah, you know okay, what? Yeah. Go ahead. So, all right. The Winonan Historical Society and the Winonan Cemetery Association will host their 7th annual Cemetery Walk and Picnic from 1 to 3 p.m. Saturday, October 3rd. So that's where you were able to have a self-guided tour with the visits by some of the cemetery's occupants who will share stories what? and history and also a scavenger hunt for children and other activities. Wait a minute. Wait a wait, minute. Wait, wait. You want me to bring kids to a cemetery for a scavenger hunt? Yeah. Come on, hey, here's Uncle Tim. You know, you, you knew We knew him, but you, you didn't know him. <laughs> pick up the skull, to be or not to be. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna set our uh, our nice blankets over here. We're gonna share our sandwiches and chips right next to your tombstone. It's gonna be fantastic. You know, it could be pretty interesting. I don't, uh, because okay. Now I'm gonna bring in. What wives. kind of food do you bring?
5: I, I don't to know. A cemetery picnic.
10: Uh. Uh, well, first I would bring something that's, uh... Very old. Very old? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I, like, would you bring a sandwich? Why would you? Yeah? A sandwich? I don't know, like... Well, you don't have to worry about anybody stealing anything. Uh, no, you're totally good. No one's going to steal your food. All right, how about this? If you yes. drop something, are you picking it up from the grave? or are you letting it like decompose? Oh, I
5: I wouldn't pick anything up off the ground anyway and eat it, right?
10: Oh, uh, just I I don't know cuz okay. I mean But
5: then again, what I would do. See what you got to do here. What would you do? You you set it up so that you have props. So, like, a hand reaches up out <laughs> of the grave and takes, like, you're eating, right? And you're sitting there. Now we got legalized pot in New Jersey, legalized weed. Yeah. So you're sitting there and you're, you're legalizing weed. And next thing you know, you see, like, the Adam's like thing. The hand comes up yeah. and reaches over for the potato salad and takes it down on the ground.
10: I was thinking. That would be pretty cool. I like that. Here's I'll go off of that with you. Okay. Um, you you're bringing a sandwich. Who's going to hold it up? The fake arm that you put right next to the tombstone, and that's how you're eating it. You're going to put the hand there, you're okay. going to put the sandwich inside, and while you're there. So it's kind of like you're bonding with the person who you're with. They're holding onto your sandwich, you take a bite of it while you're waiting. Okay, that? all right, that sounds good. In a scavenger hunt in the graveyard, what do you think they're going to be doing? What do you hide in
5: a scavenger hunt in a graveyard? I guess you got to hide, like, bones and stuff. Bones? Right? I don't know, what would you hide? What would you... What would you... Uh... I don't know. Cause, Zombies, uh,
10: like uh, maybe tombstones. Sorry, like, sorry. <laughs> what do you lose? Are are you the next person that is in the graveyard? If you're the last place person, is is that what how they end it with? You know, uh, that's a
5: good question. I don't know that. Or the idea being that you know one of these one of these tombs is actually a buried treasure. See, now that, you got something going that on. That
10: would work for my hometown because, mm-hmm. so, look, Westfield, we, we got a lot of things going on. You come from Westfield? Yes, Westfield. Oh, users. yes. Okay. So, Westfield is popular for two things, I believe. Uh, the John Bramnick? <laughs> <laughs> Assembly Minority Leader John Bramnick? Maybe. New Jersey's funniest lawyer? <laughs> I was thinking the watcher the house that that happens ah the watcher which yes which a Netflix thing is coming out and also do you know Netflix- what
5: they'll call the watcher after the Netflix thing comes what? out the watched
10: I I watch. Come
5: on, the that watcher. was funny. And it was all right. Is that all you get? I get, I serve you up a pearl, when you
10: go. And that was it. And go right what? back to your story? You're talking to someone. Don't you know how to ingratiate yourself? You, you and you laugh at the joke? to joke? You are talking to someone who is tired of the watcher. This is overhyped. Look, hear me out. All right, I'm listening. Hear me out. Hear me out. I won't watch you out. I'll hear you out. Go ahead. So, it's made by this guy who is Ryan Murphy. And he just did the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, series on Netflix that is very popular. I'm li- I'm watching it right now with my family. Okay. Very gruesome. I just don't want... The kind wa-
5: of guy you want to send to a graveyard
10: scavenger <laughs> See, that was what I was going to connect it to. Our, sca- ah. our, grave- yes, our graveyard in Westfield has Whitney Houston's grave in it because okay. her father... Was buried in Westfield, so she's buried in Westfield. She's buried in Westfield, yes. So it was so her grave was hidden uh, for a couple of aren't they all? A couple of years. Well, like she didn't have a tombstone, no. And it was because of the amount of uh, people that
5: would show up and everything. I had someone
10: come up to me one time ago. Yeah, I found her. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Because you're not allowed to go into this graveyard at all if you don't have a relative. Mm-hmm. And also now because of rules of you know Whitney Houston. But the guy, he found it. He oh. he told me, it was like, it took me a couple of hours and, and I found it. So I And think you of, think you have no life. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And, and I, I think of something like that where it comes to a scavenger hunt, I would work for that.
5: All right. Well, great job tonight. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll go take a tour of dead people in the cemetery. <laughs> in the meantime, as for you guys,
3: we'll look
5: back on oh. new... Old Jersey, this has been the Steve Travelis Show on Demand. Check out
0: the latest from Steve on our free app or NJ1015.com. New Jersey
3: 101.5.